The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Now, here's a little secret with what I do with the Rod Peterson Show. I've made a career of it. I don't care whether you like me or you don't like me, but when you watch my show, I just want you to feel something. How about that? Whether you're happy or you're sad or you're angry or you're proud, I just want you to feel something. Because a lot of times you'll read a column or watch a show and it's eh. That's never been the hallmark of what I do. I want to make you think. I want to make you feel something. And it's worked. And if you don't agree with me, I'll be fine. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show. It's hour two of your favorite daytime talk show, sports talk show. Maybe it's your favorite daytime talk show, period. I wouldn't blame you for that. And don't mind me, I was just looking at the score app, the only app you'll ever need. I was looking at the NFL playoff games, the wild card round this upcoming weekend. Because I see our director of scouting, Craig Smith, whom we love like family, complaining. Well, he says, tough being a Vikings fan, but I'll always be one. They're in the playoffs, Smitty. They got a shot. So that gives you an idea for those that have just tuned in where we're at, a lot of viewer uh, interaction. Let's bring in the moose from the NHL's Bermuda Triangle, getting a lot of folks not familiar with Canadian geography asking me, where is that Bermuda, that NHL Bermuda Triangle? I said, the moose is right between Winnipeg, Edmonton, and Calgary. I've been calling it the NHL's Bermuda Triangle for decades, and now people are figuring it out. Moose, how's your morning been, man? For, for the periods that you haven't been on, have you been enjoying the discussion here on the RP show? Oh, yeah. When you can combine everything that's going on in the NHL, great NFL weekend, the junior hockey trades, I mean, it is, it's awesome. I love it. Good. Uh, well, we're just going to bring you into the discussion here. And I'll, for those that weren't listening an hour ago, this is what we did in the quick six. And we put it to bed. We're looking ahead now, but NHL leftovers from Sunday. I said the Calgary Flames played down to their competition, and that is the hallmark of... I'm not sure what. We just know they're a really good team that takes their eye off the ball against teams below them in the standings. Case in point, Sunday's loss at Chicago. This is what they need to figure out. Two, NFL playoff picture, and we'll get to that. we got all week to look ahead to next weekend. 
but our viewers and listeners really want to talk about it now. We've spent a lot of time on the arms race in the Western Hockey League. We won't spend as much time on it here this hour, but we went deep. You're welcome, Dub fans. Looked at NLL Week 6. Bernie Kosar being fired by the Cleveland Browns radio crew because he made a $19,000 ceremonial bet by a brand new betting company in Ohio, which, by the way, we're very big in Ohio. Shout out, Buckeyes. We're on Buckeye Cable. The three C's, Cincinnati, Cleveland, and Columbus. But also Toledo, because I get some mail out of Toledo. So I'm guessing Bernie Kosar makes so much money from that betting company that he's not really worried about being fired by Browns radio. And then the sixth point that we didn't get to yet is the college football national championship tonight. And I'll just, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this other than to say, you want something to watch tonight? There's only four NHL games. If you want some rooting interest, just watch the college football championship. But allow all evening for it. I'm going to prepare you for it. I've been at it. It's a four-hour football game, if not more. A chance to enter the dynasty conversation is what's on the line tonight for Georgia as they take on Texas Christian University in college football's national championship game at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. The Bulldogs would become the first school to win back-to-back college football playoff titles since its inception in 2014 and the first repeat national champion since Alabama did it in 2011 and 12. TCU has one national title to his credit. We all know this, don't we? If we've watched the storyline, 1938, they went into this season unranked, and now they are in the championship game. This is the alma mater of my good friend Reggie the Reaper Hunt and LT, LaDainian Tomlinson. So I'm going to be watching tonight, and clearly, Moose, I've got the sense from you that you're going to be watching tonight. I know ESPN's got it 7.30 Eastern. I would assume it's TSN in Canada. Absolutely, I'll be watching. Be watching like crazy. Um, I'm a big fan of the underdog story, TCU and Max Duggan and, you know, their coach. And they've got a great thing going on there. And so I think it's a story that can really capture the attention of the audience. So, yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to the game tonight. It's going to be a lot of fun. I know a lot of fans in Georgia, um, you know, and they've got a chance to really put their mark on college football. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be fun tonight. This is funny. Jeff, the Stamps fan, says the national championship is so anticlimactic and dull. Then don't watch then. Here's, here's the thing, by the way. I'm obviously, people have been watching this show 913 episodes and listening on now on WQEE. I very much need the shiny toy. Like, while I'm still one day at a time and I don't trip over my steps looking too far down the road, I still am a squirrel and I love the bands. Da, 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 da. <laughs> I enjoy the show. And yeah. with the World Juniors, whether you're in the barn, World Junior Hockey Championship, or watching on television, what I also appreciate about that is it's just meat and potatoes. There's no pomp and circumstance. There's no glitz at the World Juniors. And again, I've been on the inside, and I've watched from the outside. It's just hockey. You know, there's only one television timeout. It's at the 10-minute break. There's not three long TV timeouts. Those intermissions are like 15 minutes. They're not running these stupid dog races in the intermissions or promotions like all the other leagues to just keep people entertained. No, just hockey. And I love that, too. But the, the panels, do you know what I mean? They really glitz up. 
these college games, man, Darren. I mean, and the games large are good. The scores are insane. Um, yeah. So, what do you like about the college football? I, I, you know what? It's it's your line about junior hockey, perfectly imperfect. I like that about college football because you have massive comebacks, big swings of momentum. Um, the energy in the in the you know stadium is really good. It's not the most polished, but it's really good. But when you say four-hour game, I'm taking the over. I'm taking the over. Like, <laughs> this is minimum four hours. It's crazy how long this game's going to take. And they do a decent enough job keeping you engaged, but um, I like that. I like the band. I like the crowds. I like the pregame, the emotion. I just think it's a whole lot of fun, and you get that, yeah. the love of the game. Uh, Ryan O'Radio checking in from noon in Georgia. He says it's going to be a close game, TCU versus Georgia. Are we carrying it, Ryan? Are we carrying it here on WQEE? Let me know. Because there was a bowl game around the Christmas holidays that I was listening to here on WQEE. Just telling you, if you're in the car and you can't get to a television, maybe tune in WQEE radio. Have a natty. Uh... Ryan in Saratoga, New York says, my heart says TCU, my head says Georgia. But the game will be closer than the spread indicates. At betregal.ca, our exclusive betting partner, 12 and a half points, Georgia favored in this game, which by the way, this is where people really, where we get into the story time here. Jeff Gordon, one of our viewers writes in, says, the Flames and Oilers do the same thing. As what? I've squirreled myself out. <laughs> Same thing as what? I'm assuming um, just hockey? No stuff in the intermission? I don't remember. <laughs> I've been to games in both places in the last year, and I don't I pay attention in the intermission. I go to the bathroom. I'm visiting with somebody from Allie. She says, let's go, TCU. Craig Smith, can't wait for tonight. Here we go. Here we go. From uh, Ryan O'Radio, he says, we are not carrying the game tonight, but we will have coverage from Sports Map Radio. Okay. So tune in WQE. The links are all on my Twitter, man. You can listen to WQEE 24-7. Sports Byline USA. At night, Rick Tittle. I thought we were going to the Christmas party, Moose, at WQEE. Why didn't we make it down there? <laughs> I don't know. I wanted know. to meet all these people. I know. Sounds like the um, cast of Anchorman. Yeah, doesn't it? All over the place. Approved. Um, John in Edmonton writes in and says, what do you think about all the WHL's trades so far, and what can we expect before the end of day tomorrow? He says, I wasn't here for the beginning of your stream. Here's what you do, John. Put your finger on that line if you're watching on YouTube and go Wee! all the way back because we spent an hour on it. We're not doing it now. From the Barflies, he says, with the total lack of defensive game, the college championship round looks more like an all-star game. Yeah, but it's not. It's just great athleticism. They're hitting each other. It's not like an all-star game where there's no contact. It's just wide open. As Darren says, like junior hockey, perfectly unperfect, imperfect. No lead is safe. But I also want to say this, and I, I guess I should have known that this would strike a chord with our audience. 
Uh, and Don, our Navy friend, says, I haven't watched an intermission panel since Grapes left Hockey Night in Canada. It's intermissions just aren't really my thing. I remember when they started bringing them in. My dad and I used to sit because he was a career hockey scout and just watch the Zamboni go around. We were happy. And talk about what we just saw. Why we got to bring these things out. It's about entertainment and all that. Uh, I get it. Um, but coaching, coaching, coaching. Back on point. You, Darren, have said experience. The definition of experience is what? I'm not sure exactly how I worded the definition of experience, but I've said experience is something you get right after you needed it. Exactly. So maybe yeah. that's not the definition. That's the quote that I wanted you. Well done. Well done, Thank my you. friend. So Kirby Smart, head coach of Georgia, what I was listening to this morning in the coverage, he called up Nick Saban, last double champion, back-to-back -back years, and said, hey, Nick, what did you do? This was just this week. You're, you know, we're traveling to L.A. We're playing at SoFi Stadium. It's an early kickoff, 4.30 out there, 7.30 out here. You know, what, what do we need to know, Nick? And Saban, although they say he's a raging narcissist, the coach of Alabama, and I tend to believe that he is, he's not in, in it anymore. So it uh, sounds like he helped out Kirby Smart with, here's what you could expect. Here's what you need to do. You might not have thought of this. That's good coaching. That's why Kirby Smart is going after this second consecutive championship. And it reminds me of the 2007 Grey Cup Canadian Football League Championship. I never thought that was my ninth season in the league, and I never thought that we were going to get to a Grey Cup. You've heard this story, Darren. I thought, ah, eh, I got a pretty cool job. I'm calling, I'm broadcasting for a pro football team, but we're never going to win anything. We're the Cleveland Browns of Canada. Just enjoy the ride and collect your check. That's what losers eventually get broken down to. And then lo and behold, we get to the championship, right? And you know the whole story, you were following it. We win at BC, weren't supposed to. All of a sudden we're going to Toronto for the Grey Cup and none of us had been there before. So hardly any of the players. And we had about one guy in the locker room who had won a Grey Cup. And his name was Eddie Davis, Canadian Football Hall of Famer. And although Kent Austin was our head coach and he had won great cups as a player before, the players, and it was the biggest reason why we were there, it was Eddie that the players looked at. What do you do as a player? Like if Kent, the head coach, says, stay in your room, watch TV, don't answer the door, <laughs> you're not going to do that. No. You know what I mean? It was, you know what I'm saying? But when Eddie said it, because Eddie's cool, and he'd won a great cup with Calgary, Northern Illinois product, they listened to Eddie. And he, Eddie was like, this is what you need to expect. Or this is what you will expect is a great cup week. Boom, 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 boom. And uh, you know, there are far more stories, like some of the players came to our hotel on the Tuesday from the other team, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, and wanted to go partying. And our guys were like, no, nope, Eddie said. Don't fall for it. You know what I mean? So I that's where experience helps. So how do you feel about Kirby Smart doing that? That's pretty cool. I think it's really cool because, you know, you hear this all the time when it comes to, you know, the big game. And it's just another game, guys. It's just another game. We have to treat this like every other week. We have to keep our routines the same. Well, guess what? It's not any other game. 
You're going to be thinking mm. about it all week more than you would normally. The butterflies are going to be different. You're in a different venue. There's so much around it. There's press conferences that you're not used to having throughout the week and media availabilities and fans traveling and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So being aware of that, I think, is important. And for Kirby to go in and talk to Nick and say, okay, what's different? Because they've been at a national championship and won, but what's different the second time around? Where's the complacency? Where's this? What's that? And what did you do to keep guys focused? I think that's really smart. And even if you got nothing out of the phone call, learned nothing, it's still a, a good practice because you might have taken away some value from what Nick Saban has to offer. Yeah, and I was reading up on Kirby Smartest. First coaching job was 20 years ago for $8,000 for the year. And he said, I'll take it. Worked his way up to making $10 million a year. Heck of a story. Um, we'll pause and swing things in another direction when we return. I knew that would just be a fun story to talk about. The Natty goes tonight, TCU versus Georgia. All the pregame coverage right here. Scott Laughlin coming up from Sirius XM NHL Radio. Two segments from now. We'll return in a moment. It's the RP Show. Your favorite daytime sports talk program on Game Plus TV, YouTube, live on the streams, and on the radio, WQEE 99.1 FM. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. Hey, everybody. Uh, boy, this is just flowing really well. Really, really well. And Ryan from Toronto wrote in and said, uh, boy, this goes fast. The show moves so fast. It was designed that way. People think we're just throwing a bunch of spaghetti against the wall every day. Which in a way we are, but there's a little bit of a design behind it. And before we bring in the moose, Larry and Medicine Hat 
watching on Game Plus TV reminds us of our poll question today for Capital Auto Mall Universal Collision Center. Capital with dealerships all across the Canadian prairies and the state of California. He says, I really like the, the Canuck guy on Vancouver's jersey. I'm sure the away jersey would look even better. No, 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 there's only one jersey. And that's it. There's not home and away with that same design. It's one retro reverse jersey. And today we're pitting the in round two, the Vancouver Canucks against the Winnipeg Jets. Moose has said that Vancouver jersey is his favorite of all the retro reverse jerseys. And oddly enough, it's my least favorite. And it's against the Jets. And last I looked on Twitter and YouTube, 74% were voting in favor of the Winnipeg Jets. Not just like the double blue. I'm a sucker for anything in double blue. Argos, that. All right, the moose is here. And while we sit here and kick this around, Devin in Burns Lake, British Columbia, writes in and says, uh, Good morning. He, saw, he says, Connor Bedard will stay put just to have the Pats name announced with the first overall pick at the draft. So here we go. Last segment, we spent a lot of time on the national championship tonight, which is cool. I'm here for that. But I do want to spend a minute on this because we previewed to our viewers and listeners, this is what we would be talking about, and that is the arms race that is the Western Hockey League. It happens almost every year, but it seems like this year more so than any. And for those following, and our listeners in Georgia were, the World Junior Hockey Championship, the kid that rewrote the whole record book, for Team Canada, Connor Bedard would be the centerpiece of all these trades, except he said, no, I don't want to be traded. That's what he told the team. I want to finish my career on this Regina Pats team as a team that's going nowhere. As you know, Darren, the best they can hope for is to not be embarrassed, maybe win a game in round one because they're going to be going up against a powerhouse. And let me just ask this because my phone's been going off a lot, and that's cool, from hockey fans hockey people, friends who think Bedard is actually being selfish by saying I don't want to be traded. That if he really cared about the Pats as much as he says, he would allow them to trade him to get the assets like these other teams have. The Vancouver Giants waved the white flag. We're out! Rebuilding. Everett Silvertips. We're out! He's not allowing the Pats to do that. Um, I don't agree. He's just doing what's best for him, and the Pats are allowing him to do it. It's recapped in my weekend column. It's called valuing your people. And, they, hey, the Pats could have held him to his contract and not let him go to play in Sweden, right, during COVID. The Pats, it's a two-way street, and I think uh, they're honoring his wishes. That's how I see it. You? Yeah, for sure. And you have to have that relationship with a player like this when you're you know, making the draft and getting them to sign their player contract and do they want to come into your organization and somebody like Connor, you know, do you want to, are you trusting this group being the best for your development because the NHL is in your path? We knew that and the Bedards knew that when he was at 14 years old. That's not the same with every player. And there's a lot that goes into it. I mean, he's got family that's moved to Regina that lives here, you know, to be there and have that support system. Um, so there's a lot that goes into making a trade like this. And we often batter around what, what's, you know, a successful junior franchise. Is it winning championships and hanging banners? Or is it graduating players to the National Hockey League? And it's probably a combination a little bit. But what's different about this, and I like, you know, he's going to stay and it's going to look really good for the Pats to have them announce it. And 
all the highlights of Bedard right now are him in a Pats jersey, and that stuff's really cool. But this isn't NCAA college football. This isn't university hockey. You're not recruiting players to come to your organization. So the Pats can look great. You're not selling the organization of players. You have to draft them and trade them. So it is a tough decision, and they're not going to get the big haul that Kamloops is getting or, you know, Winnipeg or, uh, sorry, Vancouver is getting for a stab check. They just won't get it, and the Pats will miss out. What's funny, by the way, is that although I got the word almost from the horse's mouth Thursday night when Canada won the gold medal that Connor doesn't want to be traded, and I reported that, there are people, everybody's seen that report, they still think there's a glimmer of hope that he might be traded prior to Tuesday. Even Joey Kenward said it last hour, and it's like, nobody's got anything else to give up. It's not happening. I had fans writing me on Facebook going, no, no, he's going to want to play in the Memorial Cup if any, if he's, no, but boys, we've been dissecting that for months. It's not where we are. And I'll just say, lastly, Darren brings up a thing that we debate endlessly on the bus around those team supper tables. You know, what defines you the most as a junior hockey program? Is it championships and titles or is it players that you sent to pro hockey and specifically the NHL. Why I feel the Regina Pats are God's team. Three Memorial Cups sent more players to the World Juniors than any other franchise in hockey. And we're up there. We, we. One day I'll stop calling the <laughs> Regina Pats. We have I, up there for players sent to the National Hockey League. We got it all, baby. It's like Alabama. We got the titles under Nick Saban and all the first-round picks going to the National Football League. We got both. It's just been a real long time. Switching gears, by the way, as I said, the text line's open, 902-518-3033. Scott Laughlin coming up from Sirius XM. NHL Radio, David in Winnipeg, writes in and says, do you consider Alexi Lafreniere a bust as a number one overall pick? Who else do you consider as big busts? Alexander? It's The reason I bring up his question in Lafreniere is I watched the Rangers when they came through here the other day. This is Lafreniere's third season with the Rangers and I don't I don't use, like using the term bust at all for anybody what defines a bust but i'll say this what i really love about being here and in calgary and alberta when we go to orders and flames games is being able to watch stuff like this and i didn't even notice lafreniere i didn't even notice him i think he played there are guys that you can't not notice though heedle panarin breadsticks Zabinajad. And these guys aren't very big. They're not very big at all. And obviously, Braden Schneider on the Rangers' blue line was awesome. He was up there, I think, top two in minutes for the Rangers. But Lafreniere, I didn't even notice him. And, and I, he's at like 13 points in 40 games this year as we get close to the halfway mark. At what point do you label somebody a bust, Aaron? What do you declare that? I don't think we're there yet for Alexi Lafreniere. I'm looking I'm at not, stats while you answer that. I'm close, but, and everybody will have a different time to do it. Look at when, when you're a number one overall draft pick, you really should be able to go on to any organization 
and alter that organization and have success and thrive. So in that case, I understand why Ranger fans would call him a bust. But for most prospects, I would say, look at you've got to go to a second team and or a third team and fail there as well before I call you a bust. Because a lot of times it's situation, it's culture, it's, you know, where are you playing? Um, who's your coach? What's your situation? How are they using you? All that kind of stuff. And, you know, the generational talents can thrive in any situation because they really drive the game. But a lot of really high-end players need to be in the right situation. We see that with football players all the time and with hockey players. So I'd like to see Lafreniere in a different organization, have a more significant role, be leaned on a little bit, and then see if he can deliver. You're not just a pretty face, Moose. You're very smart. And just looking up Degg's career line, I swear I'm on HockeyDB.com like three times a day, looking up various things. But Alexander Degg played 616 NHL games. Lafreniere's barely at 100. And he had 327 points in 616 games. I'm starting to say, that's not a bad career. <laughs> Senators... Flyers, Tampa Bay Lightning, Rangers, Penguins, and Wild. Look at some of these guys now. And by no means am I dogging him because I played no games in the NHL. Mike Johnson, Biznasty. This guy's played twice as many games as those guys. And nobody's saying those guys are the second coming to Wayne Gretzky, but you know <laughs> what I'm saying? That's a respectable career. It is, but it's yeah. also expectations yeah. versus reality, right? So with those guys, the expectations, the bar wasn't set very high. But when you go number one, we now set the bar high. And now for Alexander Degg, we were expecting Mario Lemieux. And if it's not Mario Lemieux, we're expecting to be perennial all-star, franchise leader in points, leading the league in scoring, or being up there, top 10. That's what you expect. But for Degg, if, if he was a third-round pick or a fourth-round pick or even a second-round pick, you're sitting there being like, this guy's a pretty good player. He's going to play in our middle six and be a pretty good guy. But when he's the number one overall pick and he's not leading your team in scoring every year, you're disappointed. So what you're saying is Lemieux ruined it for everybody. <laughs> Some of these first overall uh, picks, the Crosby's, McDavid's, yeah. Right. From the bar flies, part of our audience says Lafreniere looks like he's playing 10 pounds too heavy. Wouldn't be the first player that added too much muscle and lost their game. From BW, he says, where is Shane Wright going to be traded in the OHL? Do you know the answer to that, Clark? I don't. London. Drager. London, they're saying. Of course, That's the big rumor is London right now is the front runner. Okay. They were talking about Peterborough and Ottawa and stuff. Okay, Clark's saying London too, yeah. Patrolman Pete in Winnipeg says, I agree with Rod. Dag didn't owe anything to anyone. He was a respectable player. How about that? I just... How about that? If the guy played less than 100 games and fizzled out of hockey, then yeah. Ryan Leaf, bust. And I got a problem with that guy. I'm at a point now with Ryan Leaf. He's now on NFL radio. I got to talk to Zig about him. When he comes on, I turn it <laughs> off. Ryan Leaf. That's a bust. Right there. I don't think Alexander Degg is. And back to the Bedard thing. And at some point, you tell me when Scott Laughlin's logged in, Clark, and I'll uh, shut up about this. But, oh, 
okay, just with Bedard, COVID screwed everything up. Because I see the fans are saying they didn't put anything around Bedard. They didn't give him anybody to play with. To a degree, that's true. But when he was 15 years of age and he was averaging two points a game and led the WHL in scoring, it was in the bubble. We broadcast the games. If there were playoffs, they'd have been in them. But they scrapped. They played that 24-game regular season, and they were, they were done. We wanted playoffs. The teams are like, no, hell no. They wanted out of the bubble, right, out of the dorm. So they would have been in the playoffs. And then the last two years, they weren't that good for a variety of reasons. But like COVID just screwed up Connor Bedard's whole time with the Regina Pats for the most part. Now, having said that, he's going to finish his career with the Pats. So we'll see where it goes. But they're still not very good. And, yeah, I don't expect him to be traded prior to Tuesday's deadline. I just think it's cute that a lot of the hockey people, media and fans, think there's still a chance. It's like, to where? Everybody else is off the board, and these teams have nothing to trade. Anyways, that was Scott Laughlin coming up, and when do we start taking the Winnipeg Jets serious as a Stanley Cup contender? Moose, I'll see you in overtime. See you then. It is the RP Show, your favorite daytime sports talk. We are live on the Game Plus television network. We're live streaming on YouTube and on the radio, WQEE 99.1 FM. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Our peace show continues. Welcome aboard, everybody. Not just live on television, radio, and streaming, but also your favorite podcast platform. Uh, let's bring in, please, Scott Laughlin from Sirius XM Channel 91 NHL Radio. I know his mind's swimming probably with all those topics, but Scott, before I get to all of them, question for you, sir. Have you ever been to the Sirius XM Mecca in New York, 1221 Avenue of the Americas, downtown Manhattan? You've been there? Was it life-changing? Yeah, I don't know if I'd go so far, Rod, as to say life-changing, but it is a work of art. There's no question about it. you got to go through high-tech security. Uh, they take you up, I don't know how many floors, up into the, the sky. You look out the window, you see all of downtown New York City and the Hudson River and things like that. Uh, the time I was there, actually, Chris Mad Dog Russo was walking around, too. I mean, the fact was that Every channel at Sirius XM New York had its own particular studio area, office area. And I would suggest to you, Rod, and next time you come to Toronto, we'll have you by our studio, our brand new studios in downtown Toronto on King Street East. A, a mini version of what you see in New York. It's remarkable that every station on Sirius XM Canada now has its own office, its own studio. It's it's phenomenal. I, I love going into the studio. I always have loved going into the studio, but this one, I would say that Sirius XM has simply outdone themselves. Yeah, awesome. I love it. Thanks for the invitation. When I got the tour from Zig Fracassi, my good buddy, <laughs> I looked around and I'm like, this looks like a radio station. <laughs> you know, but on the 54th floor, as you say, yeah. and uh, Howard, Howard Stern's wing was completely off limits. Anyways, Scott, you saw that I wanted to talk about the um, Winnipeg Jets as a Stanley Cup contender. Mm -hmm. Where are you on, on that discussion? 
Well, I think they are, Ron. I mean, look, they're playing fantastic hockey right now, having won five straight games. The fact that they've got the reinforcements back in the lineup now, Nikolai Ehlers, what a dynamic player he is in all different zones of the rink, of course. Blake Wheeler comes back as well. Uh, I think that they could score. Kyle Connor was the type of guy that got off to a a real, real slow start, which was surprising to a lot of people out there. Now he's 10th in the league in scoring, and ever since he's overcome that deficiency uh, early on this season, he's kind of taken off to become the player that they always expected he would be. So I think when you look at Winnipeg, all the pieces are in place. You've got again when he's on, and he's on most often than not. Connor Hellebuck is one of the top goaltenders in the league, a guy that might be up for the Vezina Trophy once again when it's all said and done uh, halfway through this NHL season. I think we can make that proclamation. I think maybe a little bit more help in terms of defensive depth, and that's saying something with Josh Morrissey or Norrissey, depending on your perspective, having the season of, of his career so far. Very few weaknesses in, on this team, I think, Rod. And I think ultimately the fact that they had a new coach come in what, 30-some years removed from his first stint as the head coach of the Winnipeg Jets, to have them buy into what Rick Bonus has been selling right off the hop with all the injuries that they've had along the way. I think it's real, real impressive. And maybe by the end of the week, the way that the Jets are trending, the way that Dallas is kind of scuffling a little bit here and there here in the last week or two, maybe we see that the Winnipeg Jets once again by the end of the week are on top of the Central Division. Well, I couldn't be happier for them. Now, next... They're referring to Matthew Kachuk as the mayor of All-Star Weekend. They're going to play it in his building, U.S.-born player, uh, less than a month from now. With the announcement last week of the All-Star teams, the initial player per team by the NHL Hockey Operations Department, what was the take from you and your listeners on any snubs or from that initial announcement of players and All-Stars? Well, I think, look, for a team like Edmonton, obviously, there's going to be a, a big snub, and we know he's probably going to eventually find his way there as well. So I think you can look at these teams uh, that have got that dynamic duo, and if it's Marner going, okay, well, Matthews will probably follow, that sort of thing. Uh, with Matthew Kachuk, I mean, it's not surprising. I think by far and large, uh, he has been their best player uh, from the outset. I don't think you could say that he's been disappointing at all. The team, as we know, Rod, is an entirely different story altogether. A game under the NHL's 500 uh, right now. And I think that when you look at the, the Florida Panthers, number one, they're scoring a goal less per game per season this time around than they did last season in their President's Trophy winning season. And number two, they're giving up a half goal more per game than they did by way of comparison to last season. Their PK has not been nearly as good. They, too, have had their injuries. And maybe, ultimately, it boils down to this, Rod. You know, you look at Spencer Knight. He's been good. Sergei Bobrovsky has not been anywhere approaching good. Spencer Knight could get better. Bobrovsky's going to have to get better. They need to get that last line of defense shored up before they can get back to talking about where they were last season. You can talk about missing Jonathan Uberto. You can talk about missing Mackenzie Wieger. Matthew Kachuk's been as advertised, I think, going down there, and they've got him locked up for a long time to come. As we know, ultimately, it comes down to goaltending. It's going to have to get much better the second half if, in fact, they are going to make a run. You're absolutely right. It's uh, fantastic to follow, and I just feel like they're giving Spencer Knight a lot of starts. I think they're ready to move on mm -hmm. from Bob more than anything because of the hefty price tag. But I will just say this with NHL weekend, All-Star weekend, February 3rd and 4th. If you need anything, I'll be here, and I'm very much looking forward to it uh, from the event at FLA Live Arena. Hey, um, the Calgary Flames. 
I opened this show saying they habitually play down to their competition, and I feel like they appease their fans by beating the good teams, but then they go into Chicago and lose. What's your read on this Flames team this year? Well, look, I, I still think this is a good team. Uh, I think that the standings kind of reflect that. They've had this run recently, the the loss to Chicago notwithstanding, where you get a guy like Markstrom, uh, who's been a lot better, obviously, the last month, uh, get hooked after giving up three goals and 11 shots. So uh, I think this is a good team. I still think think that they really haven't found their, 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 their sweet spot to this point. Uh, I think it's coming. I think it's going to happen with Huberto. I think it's going to happen once again consistently with the all-star bound Nazem Kadri. Uh, I think Mackenzie Weger slowly and surely is starting to come around a little bit here too. So uh, I, I think that this team has got too much talent to languish for much longer. And if this is as bad as it's been for the Calgary Flames so far this season, Rod, I think that they're in a particularly good spot because I think this is the type of team that we still haven't seen the best of. I think at some point that's going to come. Like I said, Markstrom coming around, Bladar being a, a real good 1A option to Markstrom, I think has been a godsend for the Calgary Flames so far this season too. Uh, so I'm not worried about the Calgary Flames. I think ultimately uh, they do have question marks, yes. But I do th think that this team has way too much talent to, to languish too much longer in, in where they're at in the Pacific Division. I think that you'll look for this team the second half to really make a run. Don't have a, a, a real major concern in the slightest when it comes to Calgary. They need to hear that in Cowtown. So we will be replaying that for them, Scott. And I'm with you. They're in a playoff spot despite these problems. To boil that all down is to what you're saying. And hey, lastly... Connor Bedard, you saw him in the summer at the World Jays. He took it to another level this year. Uh, your thoughts on what you saw out of Halifax? Well, and as you know, Rod, yesterday, I mean, four goals and six points in his return for the Pats. I mean, that's, that's just, well, it's what you expect from Connor Bedard. Ah, I'll just go out and throw up a six spot in my first game back and celebrate my return uh, to the Western Hockey League. Man, he was impressive, right? Like, we, we were expecting big things. We, we got gargantuan things from Connor Bedard. Uh, he's a pleasure to watch. Uh, what he said afterwards, look, it's not about me. Let's talk about the team, even though he was, you know, making all these these runs at, at Peter Forsberg uh, in his single season or single tournament record anyway, uh, as we know, going back to 1993 with the 31 points in seven games, uh, making Canadian hockey history in the process. I cannot wait until next season. I mean, it'll be great to see him in Nashville at the draft, and we know he'll get announced first. The draft lottery is going to be uh, equally as intriguing to watch, of course, as maybe the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs, which is saying something because I think, Rod, that this is going to, to, to really change the fortunes of an NHL team out there. I know the Pats have been a work in progress to a certain extent and trying to make some sort of a run. As you said earlier, look, he's not going anywhere. Let's get used to that. He's going to you know, play out the rest of the way with the Pats, and, and then he'll be in the National Hockey League next season or who knows whom. But – the kid looks to be the real deal. Uh, there's never been really any doubt about that. I don't know, Rod, whether it's the fact he wears 16 or whether the fact is that he shoots right. He's the same sort of size as Mitch Marner. I said on the radio earlier today, if it's Mitch Marner plus, then you're getting a dynamite player. You're getting a guy who's going to compete for the Rocket uh, Richard Trophy someday. He's going to compete for the, the Art Ross Trophy someday. He looks like he's Mitch Marner with those skill sets and the hockey IQ that he's got. Except, Rod, and this is a big except, he's got a much better shot and release, of course, than Mitch Marner does. So if you're starting at 100 points, is that ground floor for Connor Bedard with the potential to go higher? I really do like that potential.
I think Marcel Dion wore 16, and that's mm, I can't take credit for it. A, pa a Pats fan said that's the comparison. I'll never forget it. And yeah, I think the Purple Haze, Marcel Dion wore 16. So don't ever forget that when he's tearing up the NHL, and I guarantee you he will win the Rocket. Scott, I could talk to you for days. Love listening to you, man. I brought the radio down here. I got it on in the Jeep. Keep up the great work, my friend. Love it. Thanks for the time today. Anytime, Rod. Thanks very much. We'll see you down in Florida. Awesome. Scott Laughlin joining us from Sirius XM NHL Radio. We got overtime coming up next. The Moose will rejoin us and viewer takeover. We're live on Game Plus TV, live streaming on YouTube and on the radio WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. Hola. It is overtime brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace, your home for the UFC and the National Football League. Let's bring in the Moose now, Darren Moose DuPont. Hey, Moose, just a quick sports update here. Three Canadian teams taking to the ice in NHL play tonight. The Montreal Canadiens hope to build off their recent victory over St. Louis when they host the Seattle Kraken tonight. The Kraken, Moose has got their tracksuit on right now. They've won four in a row. The Ottawa Senators welcome the Nashville Predators to Canadian Tire Center and the Edmonton Oilers are at L.A. And the Toronto Raptors had the day off after defeating the Portland Trailblazers 117-105. Sunday, Raps take to the court Tuesday against the Charlotte Hornets Bzz, at Scotiabank Arena. This sports update for Landmark Cinemas. Boy, did we cover a lot of ground today, uh, Moose, and we have a lot of time left here in this segment, but uh, what are your takeaways so far from this wonderful program on this 913th episode? People care about junior hockey. That's one of my takeaways. They yeah. Care. Absolutely. Um, yeah, we're not going to talk about the playoff races in these, you know, leagues and whatnot, but these big trades, they care. They absolutely care, and they're following it, so that's cool. Big fan of that. And still so much to digest from the weekend in the National Football League. Crazy finish with Green Bay, you know, the win and in, and they can't get it done against Detroit, and you get Seattle getting into the playoffs. I thought that was pretty exciting. And You and I know a lot of Seahawks fans, so, uh, yeah, it's been fun, and I'm looking forward to uh, the, the natty tonight. Yeah, and they're almost all annoying. You know, know, Seahawks fans, you, yeah. Yes. You brought up, by the way, did I tell you that we air on TDS cable all throughout the state of Washington on Hell TDS? Yes. Uh, yeah, on Game Plus. Wayne in Victoria, B.C. says, well, that was definitely the fastest two hours on TV. We aim to please, buddy. I uh, talk with Moose quite a bit and, uh, well, every day. And I talk about pardon the interruption where I say we're like Canada's version of PTI. Those two are stealing money, dude. That's 30 minutes. 30 minutes, isn't it? Isn't that all they do is 30 minutes? That's I think that's all minutes. they do. That's right. They're everywhere. They replay them all the time. We're sitting here doing two hours. You can't blink your eyes in 30 minutes. We're I doing the that. real heavy lifting. We're doing the real heavy lifting here. Uh, from our director of scouting, Craig Smith, he says, I was disappointed in the Jets and the offseason didn't really add much. 
but the big addition was Rick Bonus. His coaching philosophy has the Jets playing well. Fun watching the team this year. Jeff the Stams fans is the most annoying fans are Atlanta Falcons fans. You gonna take that, Clark? By the way, <laughs> he says yes, he is. He's the only Atlanta Falcons fan I know personally. Obviously, there's a lot listening to us right now at WQEE. Um, uh, I almost said Charleston Hughes. Cameron Hughes, the other C. Hughes. The King of Cheer sent me a photo right from Mercedes-Benz Stadium yesterday. He said, next level in that stadium. Bucket list 2023 Atlanta. We're getting closer. We're getting warm. Right? I went through the state of Georgia over the Christmas holidays. I just didn't shift over to that west side of the state. But it's coming, Ryan. Oh, radio. Tell them. Get them ready down there. Smitty says, tough one for your Titans, dupes. We did not. We did not dissect that. You got your playoff game Saturday, but you lost it at Jacksonville. And it's debatable whether that was a fumble or not, the forward pass. And, and you know what? I can see both sides of it. I mean, it was so right on the line, but they made the call so fast. And here's the thing that, that and I, Rich Eisen tweeted it, and I was fine after that game because this isn't a team that's going to win a Super Bowl. I was fine until Rich Eisen tweeted it. I was lying in bed, and then I got angry. He said the Jaguars scored 10 points in the fourth quarter and had minus one yards of offense. That's how we lost. That doesn't sit well. <laughs> so now we got a long offseason to figure it out, and here's hoping we make a move and maybe we'll get Bryce Young or some exciting uh, player in the draft. From uh, John Ohm. Ohm. He says, best dang two hours right here. Boom. From Ryan O Radio. Another great show, RP Show. We're ready, Rod. You heard the man. Atlanta, bucket list, 2023. Okay. You just saw my mind went 18 different directions. I had to settle on one. Wild card weekend. Monday night football playoff game. Dallas Cowboys at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers next Monday night. 8.15 Eastern. A week from today, I got to wait in this glass case of emotion that I'm in. And I said to Serena, I'm really going to struggle with who to cheer for in this game. It's my team versus my guy. And uh, she said, well, if you're a true blue Cowboys fan, you'll cheer for Dallas. I said, I'm not sure I'm a true blue Cowboys fan, but I know I'm a true blue Tom Brady fan. I think, I think we just settled it. I think you did. I mean, I, I have no Tampa? affiliation with yeah. the Cowboys, so I'm going with, I'm going with, uh, yeah. with Tampa for sure. For sure. And that doesn't bother me, but from Smitty, he says, loved traveling through Georgia. From Jenna in Southern California, she says, Dallas winning over Tampa Bay. Well, at Bet Regal right now, the Cowboys favored by 2.5. Jeff the Stamps, last minute of play in the RP show today. Jeff the Stamps fan says, wild card games. No, hang on. Jeff the Stamps fan says, Monday night playoff game? Yeah. This thing on, that's what I said. Jeff's going to really like the 
show tomorrow because we are going to be as live as we can be from the Canadian Football League winter meetings in Kananaskis, Alberta. I was once live there doing a show. It was from Banff. Um, but we will virtually be doing it. We'll be here and we'll have CFL personalities, general managers, the commissioner, I believe, coaches, live from the winter meetings. How about that? That's Tuesday. So get your bingo cards ready for that. Moose, great show. Thank you, Ryan, in New York. See you tomorrow, Moose. Yeah. And the rest of you at noon Eastern right here. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.